Welcome to Hot Weekly. I'm Jonathan. I'm Crystal. And this is Haunt Weekly, a weekly podcast for the haunted attraction and haunted entertainment industry. Whether you're an actor, owner, or just plain aficionado, we aim to be a podcast for you. Thank you for including us in our iTunes as we come for episode 69. And we will try not to snicker because this week we are in the presence of greatness. Yeah. And I am very happy. <laughs> he is the most humble man I have ever met, I swear <laughs> to God. But we are here today with Dwayne Sanburn from... The 13th Gate Haunted House and the 13th Gate Room Escapes. And I knew I was going to screw something up with that. I just always do. It's like a ritual we guess. But, Dwayne, how are you doing? And thank Great. you for being here. Thank yes. you for uh, inviting me on the podcast. Oh, Appreciate yeah. it. it. It's um, a deep, deep honor to have you here. We have been going to your haunted attractions, well, since you were in Alexandria. That's a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> and, and things have changed a lot since then. <laughs> right. Though yes, I have to say... I, oh, go ahead. I like the 13th Gate better than Louisiana, Louisiana Nightmares. Nightmares. Yeah, so do I. But I'm wrong with that. But I will say we saw some influences and some things transfer when you moved to the 13th Gate. The uh, you, you still love running people over with cars. Oh, yes. Trains, cars, anything. <laughs> Whatever, Whatever yeah. you can run. What people. is that about, by the way? <laughs> Just like, curious. I, I just think uh, people are, they are guaranteed to run when something <laughs> big comes after you. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. And That's yet, so cool. I keep learning in New Orleans streets that's not always the case. Not always, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not always the case. But yes, we're here to talk with you today about both your haunt and your room escapes, which have become a major, major part of your business. And we just did a couple of them on Saturday, right. bringing our total, I think, of your room escapes up to three. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot to go over the course of this interview. It could be one episode, it could be two. We're honestly just going in with a shooting the breeze, and we'll see where the conversation takes us, as we like to say. Mm-hmm. So anyways, you know, obviously 13th Gate, one of the best-known haunted attractions, not only in Louisiana, but in the country. Oh, thank you. Um, on all the top ten lists, it's all over like Travel Channel and stuff. You have your trophies you have over all, in the corner yeah, that literally, you guys can't see, but no, they're there. We're literally sitting in the, the way. We're literally <laughs> sitting in the trophy room. And by the way, this is interesting because in one case you've got like actual trophies, yes. and then in the case across from me you have skulls, yeah. yes. which Former I'm assuming are, are trophies too, but yes. of a different sort. <laughs> but regardless. Um, I'm curious, though, how did it all begin for right. you? From gr- greatness comes from humble beginnings. What are the humble beginnings? Uh, I think I always, uh, as, as long as I remember, had a great love for Halloween and mm-hmm. horror movies. And uh, I went to a haunted house when I was about 13 years old. Which one was it? Do you remember? Uh, I think it was the Haunted Hotel. Uh, okay. It was in Texas, I know. I believe okay. it was the Haunted Hotel. And... I immediately thought, this is really cool. This is what I want to do. Yeah. And uh, so uh, every Halloween, I would dress up and have parties and hay rides. As I got into into high school, uh, everything got more and more elaborate. And um, when I got out of high school, I realized really quick that it was a business and I would need money to open up a haunted house. So Mm -hmm. I... uh, No, money. Yeah, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I went to college, became a registered nurse. Uh, I, I really love the medical field also and uh, went uh, to work for the VA Medical Center in Alexandria as an ICU nurse. Oh. Uh, I was there for 10 years. Um, and then in the meantime, as soon as I graduated, the week after I graduated college, I rented uh, the building that we built, Louisiana Nightmares in. Right. Uh, and about a year, year and a half later, we opened Louisiana Nightmares. And that was in Alexandria, Louisiana. Louisiana. Was and for those that don't know Louisiana geography, and I completely understand and respect your life choices, yeah. <laughs> it's in roughly the center Cent- part of the central state. Central Louisiana. Yeah. It's, right. it's, it's called central Louisiana. Yeah. Quite aptly, it's a modest-sized town. It's not... Uh, it's, it's pretty small. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not a village. Not a village. No, it's, it's not where you're from. It's not a village, yes. <laughs> Palmas is an actual town. It has stores and things, and more than one stoplight. <laughs> Plural stoplights. But yeah, so you rented the building and you opened Louisiana Nightmares. Yeah, and it was um, 
fairly popular and it gave us an avenue to uh, work with and meet a lot of people, including uh, we the, a lot of members of Louisiana 4-H Foundation. Mm-hmm. And uh, that uh, gave us the opportunity to put a haunted house on LSU campus in 98. And we started doing a second haunt, uh, which was portable, uh, which we would build in Alexandria. And then uh, we had five 18-wheelers. We'd bring the show down to the livestock show arena on LSU campus. And we'd set up, uh, we'd have a couple weeks to set up this massive 18,000 wow. square foot haunted house. Uh, and and then about three days to tear it down after how much how much sleep was taking place during those uh, (laughs) stretches right there it was a lot of fun and and i i didn't need as much sleep as i do now (laughs) oh the curse of age yeah Yeah. Uh, so it really didn't bother me i'm amazed now how uh, much i did accomplish back then Uh, but uh, after four years of doing that, it really started to wear on us. And we couldn't get the quality haunted house we wanted. And, and it was just having to tear down and start over from scratch each and every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, we started uh, looking for a location. The last year I was at LSU, uh, they came to me and they said, hey, we messed up. Uh, we booked a horse show the day after Halloween. You'll have to be out in 12 hours. Oh, wow. So, um, wow. So I... All of us uh, worked as hard as we could, and I got a lot of volunteers to help me. And I think I went about 60 hours without sleep, and I left there and went straight to the hospital for a week. Uh, and that really cemented the, the fact that I needed to do something differently. Yeah. And uh, so we luckily found the old uh, Landmark Antiques building and moved into it right after Halloween. Uh, and the next year, we had uh, 13 Gate was, was open. And that was in uh, 2002, yeah. I believe this has to correct, 2002, and uh, it's been growing ever since. And then hmm. a few years, four or five years after that, we closed Louise and Nightmares Down, uh, yeah. mainly because I just, 13K was growing so big, I, I really had, a, a, I needed everyone at Louise and Nightmares to come help me here. and. And uh, that was a much smaller market, and we, we decided to put focus all our energy on this haunted house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I stopped nursing somewhere in there also, and uh, and this, this became my full-time job, and this is what I do every day, day in and day out all the time. <laughs> Living the dream, as they say. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, so you, uh, this is, you know, that makes you one of the few haunters I can actually say this about. This is literally your full-time, 24-7 job it is it is um, luckily um, I have a lot of people who love the haunted house who help me each and every year create it and uh, it's uh, been uh, because of their talents they and their help uh, it's grown in popularity and a lot of people come to see us enough that uh, I'm able to do this year-round well what were some of the changes you noticed when you moved from that knockdown haunt um, to finding a permanent location well uh, after we were here a couple years, something big happened to me. The movie industry moved into Baton Rouge in Louisiana, mm-hmm. started making a lot of movies uh, around us. And uh, I was able to, uh, uh, one of the guys who worked for me got a job on the set of the Reaping Hillary Swank movie that was filmed in old Walmart not far from here. And uh, I had the chance to go on set. It's the first movie I'd ever been on, I believe. Uh, and I, what really struck me was the set design and the realism. And uh, here was this beautiful morgue and a two-story sewer system and and uh, this underground tomb and, and all these beautiful sets. Mm-hmm. And it was just flats on the outside and on the inside. You couldn't, if you woke up in this, in this sewer, you swore it would have been out of the real It would have been very, very confused. Right. Yeah. And uh, so I thought, man, why aren't we building like this? You know, yeah. this is incredible. So I uh, met one of the scenics off of that movie, uh, convinced him to come over and work for me and uh, also teach us how to do set construction uh, and scenic construction uh, like a movie unless like most haunted houses were building at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it overnight or our haunted house started transforming and then it took us several years to uh, change the whole thing over from what it was and to add more to it uh, but it certainly changed a lot and then we started getting national recognition uh, after that shortly after that yeah I will say that um, 
coming to the 13th gate the first time, I remember being outside in a line that stretched all the way around the building. So we were there for a long time. It's okay, we weren't doing the reviews then. <laughs> but, we weren't questioning but, your throughput at that time. <laughs> by the time I got inside and into your, your queue line, I had forgotten that I was inside of a metal building. Or because it was that convincing. A warehouse building. I don't want to... Yeah, yeah. It's a warehouse. It's, uh, well, I, I can look up in certain cracks and see tin up the top. It's, uh, it's so. a, a lot of different materials. The, the building, the main building, is about 170 years old. Oh, and, wow. And then, uh, so it's a lot of history there. Right. And then it's had a lot of add-ons throughout the years, and some of it is metal. Yeah. Uh, including the lobby, I think, has a metal roof on it. Yeah, but because um, you've got the the big arches and it feels like you're in like catacombs or something. Yeah, and, and you just lose yourself in the set. And yeah, it's and, really nice. And that sequence before you go into the elevators in the beginning, the very first time I was there, the the, the analogy I drew in my head was Tower of Terror, Disney World. Yeah, certainly uh, a lot of influence from Tower of Terror. Because not just because of the elevators, but because of the detailing and the ability to get lost. And that is what everyone says about the 13th gate is mm -hmm. the detail is always amazing. They talk about that movie set design. Mm -hmm. They talk about the look and feel of it and how easy it is to get lost. Right. And real quick, uh, going back just a little bit in your history, how did you get the initial capital and what um, suggestions would you have for someone <clears throat> who's looking to either rent or well, go pro? Well, when I started uh, back so many years ago, I mean, over 20, yeah. uh, it, it was very hard. We, uh, I actually went to the bank and they kind of laughed at me, <laughs> uh, opened yeah. on a house, sure, no, no thanks, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, com conventional funding was out. So uh, I got a second job working at agency nurse and it was very good money. And I picked up a partner who was also a nurse, and he worked agency nurse as a second job. So between the two of us, we made enough money to open up a first one. Of course, it was a lot cheaper then to right. open up a haunted house, and the expectations of the public was a lot simpler mm -hmm. back then than it is now. Uh, nowadays, if I had to start over with no money but like I did then, it, it would really be difficult to open a, haunted, a, a, a big commercial haunted house right. uh, these days. Uh, it, it's, it would be a, a tremendously more difficult than it was back then. Yeah. Um, so, and, and I found an old building that had the roof was caving in and the owner was uh, uh, elderly uh, attorney in, in Alexandria and he I made a deal with him. Hey, I'll fix this building up if you let give me, you know, a good deal on rent. And he did, and we did fix the building up for for years, and uh, so that helped quite a bit, also. Okay. And that's one of the things, I guess, is it's as haunters were opportunists first and foremost. Definitely. Yeah. Everything from dumpster diving to finding those Absolutely. those yeah. random locations. Yeah. That's uh, I guess opportunist. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've always. I, I did find it interesting that you got your start in Alexandria in a smaller market and then moved into Baton Rouge, which also, of course, serves New Orleans, because it's about an hour's drive, and I'm sure you get plenty of people from New Orleans, and also Lafayette, Lafayette, too. Also, You're right yes. on that I-10 corridor at the bottom of the state. Um, how did things change for you moving from the smaller market to the much bigger one? Well, when we moved to uh, LSU campus, we probably doubled our attendance, which was fantastic for us. It gave us enough capital to keep growing and keep building. Uh, and for the next, for the four years we were on LSU campus, we grew a little bit every year. But when we moved into our own location here, uh, we we had significant growth every year. And then when we got into Hot World Magazine and and started getting a lot of national recognition, mm -hmm. that's when we saw. Uh, the, the most growth out of everything that we've been doing. So I, I think that was her biggest, the fact that I changed the haunt uh, to a much more quality haunted house uh, and then started getting national recognition for it, that, that changed things for us. And the location was really good. It took a couple years for everyone to figure out you know, that we were here. And right. so after about three years, we, we started doing very well. Uh, enough that we were able to support, you know, what we do and, and I was able to hire a crew, and, and you know, today we have a crew of about 12 people that work year round on the haunt and the skate games. Um, 
and then uh, a large crew of escape also done that run escape so yeah yeah we'll be definitely talking more about the escape games in a minute because there's a lot of really good questions i want to ask there um how did, did did you do anything to cause national attention uh, no, did it do or just, just spontaneously uh, combust, as they would say. Uh, I think I think so. I mean, we. Uh, I I have to give credit Hot World for for one major uh, introduction because they they did a big article on us, and mm-hmm. I think we sent in some video to them, and and then they uh, uh, got took an interest in our hunt and uh, did an article on us, and and then from that I think we got on their list uh, that next year and. And uh, then we started getting picked up. Uh, we also uh, became a member of America Haunts, which uh, has helped us quite a bit, also. Okay. Just curious. So there's some mm-hmm. potential suggestions for getting attention. Yeah, Great sure. publications. Um, right. So you actually have a smaller crew than what I would expect for a haunt this size. Uh, my crews, we, we bring in guests that uh, 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 workers also throughout the year. Right. Um, for example, the sculptor who I met on that movie still works for me, and in between movies, he comes in and does things for me. So he's still working for me years later, but he's not a, a full-time member. Right. So I have uh, probably 10 part-time guys that come in from everything from costumes to mm-hmm. special effects and things, or do, doing a custom piece for us and things like that. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, the, between those two is probably 20 you know, total yeah. and then you know when we get closer to the Halloween uh, to opening there's a lot of crew members that come in and then right. we start seeing the ads and yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Craigslist everywhere that it can be yeah. posted yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do you work any with LSU since you're right next door with their theater group have you been able to recruit any from we get a tremendous amount of uh, theater students from LSU yeah. each year that work for they come and work for us, mm-hmm. and we also take on some interns each year, uh, a couple of interns, and sometimes they're from LSU. Okay, okay. cool. Yeah, I always tell people never come to the Thirteenth Gate on the day of an LSU game. Oh, yeah, no. we made that mistake <laughs> I, once. <laughs> I, we I try to tell people not to come on the the two Saturdays before Halloween because it is a very very long line. And the mm-hmm. the sad part is. The Thursday before that, there you could walk right in the door. Yeah, yeah. we've done that. And, <laughs> we've actually and, done exactly yeah, that. I just don't understand yeah. why. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, but and, everyone wants to go out on Saturday night and show up here at eight o'clock and right. stay until eleven. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's one of the things we've been talking about a lot on this podcast. Has been how internationally haunted attractions are not just purely a Halloween thing. They're not seasonal. We yeah. go to the UK, you go to Eastern Europe, and so forth. Haunted attractions are a year-round deal. They're smaller, but they're a complete year-round deal. And, and you can find those uh, throughout the United States also in tourist uh, and, yeah, places yeah, like right. Ripley's uh, mm-hmm. that are open yeah. year-round. But yeah. here we definitely have a, a haunted attraction market that is purely seasonal. Sure, absolutely. And it's, as you noted, it's not just purely seasonal because we think of the season as six to eight weeks. It's oftentimes purely those two weeks right before yeah, Halloween that's right. where the bulk of it comes in. And that is, I agree, that's insanely frustrating when you're trying to provide a good experience. Right, right, exactly. And, cause it, and you're thinking, like, I mean, if half you guys showed up two weeks before, we'd have our line times and have the same through. <laughs> right. But, but, yeah. So, one thing I've really always loved about the 13th Gate, besides the set design, though, is the creative way you do handle the line and do handle bringing people in, and you have that area, um, which is like a little Disney-esque, in that it provides things for people to look at and do and interact with, and then you separate the groups using elevators usually, and that seems to have had a, I would say I've had greater success in making it through the 13th Gate and not bumping into other groups than right. just about any other haunt. It's certainly, you know, on, on the busiest nights, it's always going to be a problem, oh, and no. and and that's with any large haunted house. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I wish there was a solution, but we've all, we all talk about it. it's the one major problem that all big haunted houses yeah. have is is you know what do you do when when there's a, a lot a tremendous amount of people show up all at once, 
And then, you know, people don't want to wait in a line for three hours. No. Right. But they don't want to be rushed in, too. So there's mm-hmm. the rub. What do you do? You know, you yeah. can't, and you can't, because you're, you're dependent on that um, income the last couple of weeks, you can't just turn people away. Right. And Absolutely. So, so there, that is certainly an issue. Uh, we've tried to educate our customers more about coming on different nights, coming early, but well, you know, even we would just our short three night run for our pod. We're like, hey, don't come Halloween night. Try coming the Friday or Saturday right. before. Yeah, they don't listen. No, yeah, no. Uh, um, is that part of why uh, Necropolis was built? Was try to take some of the line and spread it out a little bit? Definitely, I was hoping that uh, uh, it would alleviate some of the line. Uh, but uh, I don't think it uh, really changed anything at the 13K. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and that brings the next question. Tell us about Necropolis 13. We completely forgot to mention it in the yeah. intro because yes. I feel very remiss right now. <laughs> uh, Necropolis 13, uh, and, first let me back up. We had a, I was standing outside the haunted house one day and thinking about the throughput of the haunted house and thinking I needed to move the box office out of the doorway and that would help things. And then I was looking around thinking, okay, where can I put it? And I turned around and there's this empty lot there with trees and and an old house that was falling in on it. I actually remember when it was exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I approached the owners of that property and ended up leasing it. And uh, they also own this building. So ended up later on leasing this building from them also. And um, we cleared it and fenced it up. The first year, we moved, first we moved our box office over, and that was a great thing for us to do. That helped us a lot. And um, then I said, well, I got all this extra space. What do I do with it? Right. So we decided the first two years we, we had it to put in a mini carnival. We had a lot of games. Mm-hmm. We had a mm-hmm. lot of different vendors yeah. come out. Uh, we tried... I think we had like 15 different things going on from zombie paintball to yep. laser tag and, yeah. and uh, laser tag of Baton Rouge had a, had a booth and uh, lots of different stuff out there. Yeah, my friend and, still talks about being buried alive that year. Oh yeah, buried alive. <laughs> the buried alive simulator. Yeah. That that was a major fail because um, oh, well, it was, it was a fan, we put a tremendous amount of work in it. Uh, we had a video that you looked at and it looked like you were looking through a hole in the top of the coffin and, right. and you could see a, yourself being buried. Yeah. And the pallbearers carrying you out to the grave and then burying you. And then the rats and all yeah. like that. But unfortunately, no one wanted to get in the casket. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, claustrophobia. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. I thought, man, they were going to be lining up for this. Such a fun ride. Yeah. And no one wanted to get in it. You know, I just realized I've never actually done one of them. Well, no. And we've <clears throat> seen them at a couple of other places. Yeah, Rise yeah. Had Probably not exactly here. like that. But right. we've but never seen anybody in them. No. Yeah. No. no. no one was I only know desk. one person who's yeah. done and, In fact, recently when we were at Poplarville, of all places, they had one yeah. set up there for their little theater haunt. And once again, no one in it. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess there, there's another lesson here. So we're in some words of wisdom this week. Right. So we, we ran the carnival for a couple of years, but it was so much work, uh, it's particularly uh, working with other vendors and trying to get them to come out on the right times. And, and it, it was, it was uh, more work than I wanted to deal with. I, I really needed to control it all. And so at that point, I was either going to start buying up uh, carnival stuff. <coughs> Uh, or do something different, and uh, ultimately, I decided to put a cemetery out mm-hmm. there for a second attraction. Right, uh, and it's been popular. It's very unique uh, attraction mm-hmm. uh, in very Louisiana. Right, a very uh, New Orleans cemetery. Uh, it's about four hundred crypts, uh, underground catacombs, uh, lots of zombies, uh, lots of uh, overhead scares, and, and mm-hmm. scares from mm-hmm. different areas. Um, uh, hard to change because in the, in the, the it's, it's not without its issues. It is a right. cemetery, so it's hard to do something completely. You can't different. just move like, a few panels around, and, and, and yeah. you can't. You all know it's definitely all concrete out there. Mm-hmm. Oh so, yeah, yeah. Um, is that frustrating the designer in you? Well, <coughs> um, it, it's my, my main focus is always on Thirteenth Gate, right? Uh, and whatever time we got le- left, we go over and scramble and, and try to change things for Necropolis. 
Uh, for someone who's never been to it, it's fantastic. I think, yep. and, and then there's a lot of scares out there. And the people who do go to 13th Gate, uh, I mean, Necropolis, they say that it's, uh, a, a lot of people say it's scarier than 13th Gate. Well, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of that's because um, Necropolis, to me, is very actor-driven. It is. Where it is. 13th mm-hmm. Gate is more scene and set and more, right. more I, I'm character, trying to, character more, driven, character scene. driven, scene driven. That is definitely actor and scared. I, I often yeah. refer to it as an actor playground. Yeah, because definitely. that's what you basically seem to have done was give the actors all these opportunities right. and let them use their judgment and Godspeed. It's also it, much more close quarters. Oh, yeah. it is very close quarters. Uh, very intimate. A lot of pop outs. A lot of things you don't see coming. Right. And some in quite a few dark areas or dimmer dimmer areas and on. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so it's and I love voodoo theming and and, and that particular theme. So it, it, it's um, it's a lot of fun to do things out there, uh, but um, uh, it's still it is what it is. It is a cemetery, and right. so you can't put a clown house out there. <laughs> you know? So I'm so sure many is, people uh, are very appreciative of that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I don't know the mortuary. But, but for an add-on haunted attraction, uh, it's a sister attraction to the haunted house, and right. I think it's done great. Yeah. And, and it's also, I think, one way it helps, at least I imagine it helping, is from a business standpoint, those those yummy combo tickets that right. you can sell and sure. get more money per customer. Yes, definitely. So that that's always been like, one of the dreams is to get those combo tickets and get the ability to sell multiple attractions. Right. A lot of haunters would absolutely kill for that opportunity yeah. and so yeah, I think that was a great move to do that mm-hmm. um, so yeah have you, has it been a little bit of a struggle though having it be an outdoor attraction oh absolutely um, the year before last we had rain almost every night it was just uh, it was welcome to southern Louisiana may I take your order please it yeah. was uh, it was the worst rain rainy October we've ever had yeah uh, it, from doing it do you carry rain insurance on the Chronicles? Well, normally October's dry for us. Yeah. You know, but but uh, that particular year, we just got hammered. Uh, so th- it was close a lot. <laughs> yeah. And we, we had to bring in a lot of gravel uh, when it wasn't closed. Between between days, uh, we just fought with that for, uh, for the whole month. But normally it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess you are right, though. South, southeast Louisiana is not a bad place to have an outdoor attraction, realistically. Yeah. Southern Louisiana in general, yeah. in terms of how many rainy days you can expect. Um, so, yeah. You know, you've got your two attractions. You've gotten all this um, You've gotten all this acclaim. What was one of the moments that made you realize you've got something special here? Or do you still not believe you have something special, and I'm completely putting you on the spot unfairly? Uh, I, you know, I'm happy that our customers are happy. Um, you know, I, I, I want to put on a quality attraction, and I, I, I love it that, that people are enjoying what we do because we, we, it does take a lot out of us. We work year-round on this haunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, people do not understand. Y'all do, but the general public do not they they don't understand how much it takes to put on a haunted attraction they think you plant a seed and the haunt grows yeah, we, yeah. We, we, I sit on a couch uh, all year and then in September into September <laughs> right. I get up and open the doors exactly <laughs> and probably uh, how it works no um, so yeah I'm, I'm always you know it, it, I take it to heart when something fails and you know, I'm very happy when, when we do have successes and on house when when, when things uh, work according to plan it's great <laughs> now one of the things that I know has been part of your business these days and something I think is very interesting because what we discussed earlier is movies shooting at the 13th gate yes although it's in decline now um it's really changed over the last year and hopefully they'll be back but uh, i think they've uh, changed some of the tax codes and and uh they've uh, the, the movie industry's uh, pretty much in a decline over the last at least in, the, in louisiana yeah uh, um, it's, it, it's definitely uh less throughout the state is it ever it surreal though seeing your haunt in a movie 
Uh, I, I wish it was a, a big movie. <laughs> it's a little sci-fi, but that's okay. I'm happy. Well, you know, what you, you know what you should do? We were talking about this in the last episode when we just posted. You should have a, a movie night where you come and sell tickets and bring people to see the movies that were shot there. Oh, yeah, definitely. In the set. In the set. still up. You can right. shoot in the... Uh, our biggest one we had was Pitch Perfect 2, so that was was a big movie. Um, they they shot it. I would not have guessed that no. one. I am yeah. not going to lie to you. If you had asked me to start naming movies that might have been shot at the 13th right. Gate, yeah. I would have gotten through about a couple hundred before <laughs> I made it down there. They they shot uh, here for about three weeks. And, wow. And um, they were here 30 days total uh, with prep. And uh, they, they built a set in our warehouse, but it's the underground scene... Uh, or the, the riff off, I guess it is called, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. in the mansion when they go under, uh, right. under in the basement. And uh, uh, see the see first one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it, it was a it was a good good movie. And then we've had three sci-fi's, uh, and they've they've been a lot of fun. Uh, my favorite was Dead Steel. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we uh, got to pretend it was a very small movie, small ca- casting crew. And uh, we got to uh, be on set every day and help out, and that was a, a fun experience for us. Nice little change of pace. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's nice to do something uh, completely different. Uh, for it's, it's very stressful because you have over a lot of times you'll have over 100 people in your haunt. Right. You know, camped out in wires and pulling walls down and drilling holes. and Yeah. It's, oh. it's very stressful. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but food's good. And, uh, <laughs> well, there's that. Is actually, there we go. <laughs> so they bring you food while you work. <laughs> it was Taco Tuesday every day. <laughs> yeah. But, but, yeah, they're a lot of fun. Um, so I'm sure we'll continue to do them if the opportunity arrives. We've had a few music videos also shot here. That's, um, okay. It's been fun. Yeah, I'm always fascinated by that idea of having something shot and seeing on the screen that you built yeah. ending up yeah, in, a, in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> that's always very, very cool. Um, so since things have changed over the years, how involved are you still with the build and everything? It sounds like... Very uh, is the if, short answer. If there, uh, oh, I'm, I'm, I have my hands on everything here, but uh, I'm pulled in every direction all the time. So, right. uh, luckily for me, I've got a good crew that understands exactly what I want. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I'm able to step away from uh, a lot of the smaller projects now, and unless mm-hmm. there's something that's very a very big, very important project, then I'll jump in and, and help it with construction but uh, I, I don't screw up too much plywood anymore right yeah. the, but you do most of the planning still I do all of the, the design I'll never give that up yeah that's the funnest part that's the fun yeah. part yeah. yeah that's the fun part yeah uh, so all the design I continue to do yes okay cool every haunter loves to talk about their challenges with the local fire marshal if you run into um, any issues uh, I've had uh, a more, I've got more stories than uh, probably <laughs> you've got time. <laughs> but, but, uh, it's a big SD card. I'm just telling you. <laughs> but, uh, no, we have a good relationship with the fire marshal, okay. and uh, they we we have the uh, fire marshals here every night that we are open. Uh, they do fire watch, and uh, and we we uh, uh, work closely with them every year on design and, and they come in and inspect us before we open and uh, uh, you know we've been working with them for years and uh, I think it's a good thing and, and uh, I think any haunt that misses that uh, is putting the entire industry in jeopardy you know if they skip over that step and I always try to uh, tell uh, newcomers uh uh, when I do talk, have the opportunity to talk to them, like at Transworld, that that's one of the first things you have to do is go, you know, see your fire marshal. Because I, I have been to haunted, a lot of haunted houses in, over the years and a lot of dangerous haunted houses. And oh, it's yeah. only going to take one mm-hmm. to, to, to have something bad happen that's going to change the entire industry. And that, that can't be can only not only be said about haunted houses, but also this new industry, the escape games. Right. Um, uh, you know, I, 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 especially with something like the escape games that has a lot of electronics, 
uh, and a lot of people jumping into it not really knowing what they're doing I, I worry uh, uh, as a matter of fact I was, after we opened up I was called to the State Fire Marshal's office to explain exactly what an escape game was because they were getting so many uh, requests and planned submittals and things and they did not understand it uh, yeah. entirely yeah. and they've since changed the code since I opened to be more stringent uh, at the three or four uh, skip games in right. and started seeing that this was going to be a trend and they needed to pay more attention to it. Well, yeah. uh, so, And I've noticed the regulation of escape games has not been in place. The government in general did not get ahead of it because I, we went to the one in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. We noticed that they were registered as a museum because that was the closest thing they could register their businesses. I, I think they, they, they're, they're not sure exactly where their place is. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's such it's a new a different, thing. Different thing for sure it's so new that i don't think they're fully ahead of the governments are fully ahead of the curve on it yet right no um with your your teardown haunt that you did at lsu um what were the permits and fire marshal well when we're on lsu campus we worked with state fire marshal but that's their jurisdiction (laughs) right and uh so they were uh we worked very close with them in in the show arena they had sprinklers there, but we also had fire hoses, and uh, there, it was a long list of stuff we had to do. Okay. Uh, submit plans every year and go through the inspections and had to be ADA and, and everything. Right. So it was a lot of stuff. So Smoke from the detection beginning. system, everything, we yeah. had to install it before we could open. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's a problem a lot of the knockdown haunts yeah. uh, face, though. Yeah, there was actually a haunt shut down in New Orleans this year. Really? Yeah. Yeah, for... Fired for lack of any permits, really. Like 14 yeah. violations. Oh my. Something like that. Just decided to open without calling. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they were an art space. We could talk about it. We'll talk about it. But long and short, it was, yeah. And also, I mean, I remember one we visited in Slidell, but I sat there wondering those haunt, how the hell did it pass any fire inspection yeah. whatsoever? Yeah. I, I, that one's long gone the way of the dodo. That one's been gone. Yeah. I mean, we only got to go to it one year. I think that thing disappeared. Not too long after you guys were opening. Yeah, I don't think I've ever felt unsafe in your haunt. Oh, no, At no, any no, point, in any iteration. That I've Other than the intended levels of unsafe. Right. Well, we want you to, yeah. that's what I always tell everybody, we want you to feel as that you're in a very dangerous situation, but really you're very, very safe. Right. I like to compare it to a roller coaster. Right. Where yeah. it's going to seem like you're about to die, and we're trying to get those emotions out of you. <laughs> But you're really probably in the safest place you can be in the universe. Right. Right. <laughs> because not only that, not only do you have all those code compliance, but you have EMTs usually and police everywhere. And right. outside of actually being in the hospital, you're yeah. probably as safe as it gets. So you mentioned that um, a lot of people, have, or some people have said that Necropolis 13 is actually scarier than 13th Gate. Right. What do you say to the people who think that the 13th Gate is not as scary? Because we've actually gotten flack for saying that we really love, we really love your haunt. <laughs> well, I think uh, that we have, uh, I, I wouldn't say that, uh, okay, let me start. So if you went to House of Shock, House of Shock is definitely scarier than, than on, a, you know, on a certain level than... Um, 13th gate I think personally okay. uh, but they are touching on themes that we do not because we're trying to um, be for uh, I'd say if you compare, compare this to a movie we probably are PG to R close yeah. right on the edge R but not house shock definitely R yeah. hard R yeah, yeah hard R yeah. And, and and so uh, that that's definitely going to be more scarier to some people. Yes. Right. Uh, but because we're trying to reach a wider demo, uh, I think that we have to tone it down a lot. I mean, that said, I think we do some very realistic scenes. Oh, yeah. And some of the things we have, are, I believe, are as scary as any haunted house you'll, you'll come across. Mm-hmm. But also... When you come on a night when there's thousands of people in line and we have to increase throughput where there's, you know, 15 of you in the group, it's a lot different going into a haunted house with 15 people than it is with two. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. Yeah. And and that's going to change your scare factor. Or 15 with 100. (laughs) 
And, I, and, I, I, and when one person stops and won't go because they're scared and yeah. they back up, you know, there's and there's no way to change that. You know, yeah. so, right. Uh, the best. It's definitely a scarier, more personal show because our actors have more time to get personal with you. Right. Uh, when you come on a slower night. Yeah. And and it's it, you'll see a completely different kind of show on a slower night than you will on a, on, a, on that Saturday before Halloween. It's just the way it is. Definitely, I, I agree with that. Yeah. And also, like I said, I, when I think of the Thirteenth Gate, one of the first and foremost things I think of is the set design, the immersion factor, the getting lost in this alternate reality. Yeah, I mean, it's not always like a lot of haunts. They really love doing pure distract and startle room after room, hit after hit. 13th Gate likes to take its time and toy with you in certain sequences. Sure, sure. I see a different pacing in 13th Gate than I see And, and all of our, I, I think also I'm trying to put on a show also. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it's not all about jump out, jump out, jump out, jump <clears throat> right. out, you know, for right. me. I, I want to do a little more entertainment. I think I want to tell a story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I really, I think I fell into Escape Gate so well is because uh, it's, it's storytelling. It is, and uh, and 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 that's part of, I, I think, what makes us a little different from a lot of haunts is that you will see characters that are not there just to jump out at you and scare you, but are being part of a overall story. Like in London, right. when you go through, you're going to see a yeah. lot of different characters that are doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. They're living in that space, right? And they're, well, they're invading their space, yeah. But they're not hiding, waiting for you to jump out. Per se, not everyone. Yeah, my favorite yeah. line from a, well, one of my favorite lines from a Thirteenth Gate character actually was in that London sequence, and it was it was going around that hairpin turn at like the stable area. That this might have been this was a few years ago. But I've done a redesign, and the exact line was, <coughs> and it was just some dude laying on the ground in the shadows. Uh, it's plague victim. <laughs> plague yes. victim, and just called and was like. The hell? <laughs> so, so, so subtle stuff like that. I really do love it. I mean, I I, I I so enjoy that. I enjoy the creativity of it, both on the actors and the set designer side of it. Yeah. What would you say um, is your most successful scare that you've ever oh, done? Oh, nice. Uh-oh. It Running people like over. That. I know it's coming. <laughs> I don't know. There's been so many. Yeah. Uh, well, your favorite one, then. Maybe uh, not most successful. Uh now he just has him to choose between his babies. We have this I'm yeah, sorry. That's, that's a tough one. I can, I can tell you that, speaking of big things chasing you, the funnest spot to stand is at the end of that train tunnel. Right. <laughs> okay. Because uh, people fly out of it, and they are screaming. So it, it is definitely effective to have big things and loud things chasing you. But right. I, I, it's really hard to say. We've had. I've been doing this for so long. Uh, we've had some really great scares throughout the years. Um, and I've noticed you guys seem to follow the principle that the simplest scares are the better ones, too, as far as the actual scare part. Sure. You don't overthink things. It, well, it's not overbuilt. Not overbuilt. Yeah. yeah we over... I, 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 over, I like the overbuilt. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I remember a few years back, and I think this is a scare that went away, was you had a clown actor way above a head, had a, a fence yeah, that he would pretend to shove it. Yeah. That was one of the few times I Love really it. and truly got startled in the haunt because the way he shoved the fence, the way everything was positioned, it looked like it was right. coming down on you. Right. Well, it's not only that, but I think that was the first um, from above scare. That yeah, we I think saw. it's not even oh, right. predated yeah. Necropolis in that oh. regard. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, above the head scares weren't very common then, but yeah. Do you have a, a the train tunnel or anything else that comes to mind? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, the elevators are very popular. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's very strange. Everyone has scared of something different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, so, uh, or snakes, for instance. Right. People are either oh, they have no interest in snakes whatsoever or they are terrified of that room. I know. And it's, it's either one or the other. Yeah. You know? Oh, okay. So it, it really depended on the person. Yeah, what? Uh, yeah. You know. I, I'm sorry. No, <laughs> we have we, a memory here that's personal. We have a um a friend a friend who was working in ours for a little bit. Um, and she's we, since moved out of town. But we try to drag everyone helping but us out like, working with yeah, our Yeah, you're going to come and you're you're going to have a great time because we it's bring good, as many people as can come whenever we do, and buy their tickets and come inside and. Um, so on the way here, we're almost here, and, and she's like, "Well, what's it? What's the first thing you see?" I'm like, it's just an elevator. It's an elevator. She's like, 
an elevator? Really? <laughs> and gets really scared. And then it took 15 minutes to get her to go into the snake room. Ah, uh, see. Because both of them, both of her phobias were there. Right, right. So, we so that's our goal is to try to get a little bit of everything through the hot. Luckily, yeah. we, we, we have enough space that we've been able to add a lot of different phobias in. So yeah, whatever you're scared of, somewhere in here, you know, you'll right. find it. So. Well, yeah. on the uh, the opposite side of the question, what is the thing that you think did not work as well as you? Oh goodness, we <laughs> have. Uh, uh, you know, I sometimes you can build a and, and spend a lot of money on a set, and uh, it, it it just fails completely, and people ignore. It. And then the simplest thing will scare the hell out of people. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and you're, you wonder, why am I doing all this? You know? It's like so, the cat playing, or like the kid playing with the box instead of yeah, the Just door. turn it into right. a giant yeah, exactly. blackout maze and you'll be fine. Yeah. So, I, I mean, we've had, I've had many things like that happen. You, you think something's going to be cool and, and it just it falls flat. But, and then other things, uh, 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 y'all... Uh, talked and many people said, "Oh, the beehive. We hate the beehive." <laughs> <laughs> but then, uh, the, I was in a, a store somewhere and I had my t-shirt on, and a mm-hmm. girl said, "Oh, I love thirteen K, except for that one thing that scared me to death. I won't go back." And I'm, well, what? What was it? And I'm thinking snakes or elevator, or whatever. Yeah. The bees. The bees scared me to death. I'm not going back over there. I'm like, well, there you go. Yeah. You know what? Fine. That's like three years of haunt review work. This yeah. place down the drain. Thank you, yeah. random lady. So, but for the majority of people, that one probably uh, was yeah. a fail. But it's got the train in it now. So they're in that space now. So. Right. Well, I always love the part that came after, but the lights that followed you and. Uh, the, they came after it for a while there. The edge of the beehive, you go into the um, the temple type thing. I know what you're talking about. You're talking about the. It was like a Egyptian writing on yeah. the walls that lit up as you passed. Oh yeah, that, that was a the, while uh, ago. Yeah, that was a long time. Yeah, yeah. that was okay. I'm that's dating myself. Cave, that's where yeah. the cave is now. Right. So the cave's been in for about four years. Yeah. Uh, I'm dating myself quite thoroughly here. That's fine. I'm good. Yeah. Okay with that. Uh, but it lives on it's in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> it should have been. That was a really, really cool looking set. That could have been like some Indiana Jones adventure stuff. That would have been great in a film. I don't yeah. know why that one wasn't. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, that's, I guess that's the thing. When you do a haunt, especially one this size, you're going to have hits. You're going to have misses. Sure. And, and you I, can't always predict what's going to be what. No, no. And yeah. after doing uh, a haunted house this big for so many years... Uh, it, it, it gets more difficult to come up with new things, the entire themes, right. uh, to build a whole set that's completely different that we haven't done already. Yeah. Uh, uh, everyone always asks about bringing an asylum back, bringing an asylum back. We did an asylum, then we updated the asylum, and for you know seven, eight years we did the asylum, and then uh, we wanted to change, so we put in yeah. London, but. Uh, I mean, you want to not do the repeat yourself. And, right. You know, right. So. And I remember the first year you did that because we were taking someone through. Mm-hmm. And I go, okay, you're going to come out in the elevator and then it's going to open the door. It's going to be the asylum. And it opens the door up and it's like, oh, well, hell. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's new. We don't know what's going well, on. Well, screw it. You're on your own. Yeah. <laughs> nice talking to you, buddy. Yeah. Because we were trying to coax someone else into going through. Yeah. Trying to give them a little encouragement. But yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, that... yeah, and I do like that you have like bigger, scary things all the way down to fart jokes. With uh, the, <laughs> you know, yes. well, you know, uh, in almost every horror movie, there's humor. Oh yeah, and, yeah. and it, it makes you relax, mm-hmm. and it it makes it. I mean, if you walk through stressed, uh, it's hard to scare you because you're expecting it. But if we can make you laugh a little, then right. you relax, and it's easier for us to get you again so. yeah, you, your yeah. shields come down yeah. a little bit yeah so uh dark humor is like, it's a lot of fun to build into your heart mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah i mean okay so we'll move on to the escape rooms in just a minute yeah we'll sure. talk about that because i think we've just about got enough for one episode okay so we can break here and just do the second one on escape rooms okay well i, I do want to okay one thing quick well no no um, no you can't do it no okay Not fine Fine. There. Don't go on it. I'm the girl. I'll be quiet. Oh. <laughs> um, oh. So 
whenever um, last year when we were going through both Necropolis and through 13th Gate, there was a security issue. And you've got a crack force on your team, which is, um, do you train them in-house? Do you hire an outside company? How do you make sure that the people going through are safe and that your actors are safe? Well, uh, I have a great relationship and, and a, a lot of uh, the East Baton Rouge Sheriff's Department uh, are friends of, of ours. Uh, and we've been working with them for years and they, they are here on site each night that we are open outside. Right. And uh, in-house, we have an excellent in-house security team uh, that are, most of them are members of our crew and year-round workers. Right. And uh, so they know the haunted house uh, mm-hmm. like that, you know, they can get anywhere in the haunt. Yeah. Uh, and that's very important when you're security obviously is to be able to get anywhere anytime really quick. Right. And and so uh, all of us uh, are linked by uh, two-way radios. Um, mm-hmm. We have about a little over 100 in service while we're open. So yeah. each room or each actor or, or uh, uh, and each security and station manager uh, crew member all have radios. Right. Uh, so we can all be in constant communication with each other. And we have a lot of actors here. So when you when a person enters the haunt, uh, we pretty much, someone has their eyes on them the whole time they're going through. And mm-hmm. uh, I'd love to say that we never have any issues with anyone, but that's, of course, not true. Every once in a while, uh, you know, we were very close to LSU. Right. After LSU football game, we get a lot of people in there drinking. Yeah. And, of course, then you'll have some issues. And, and But but people are really surprised if how quickly mm-hmm. that uh, we can be in a scene if there are if there is a problem and, and you know, how, how quickly it's taken care of. Right. Yeah, I was I was impressed with how quietly, too. Um, and you also, last year, incorporated metal detectors for we the did. line. Uh, I have a friend... Uh, who uh, has a very large traction, and he uh, uh, started uh, uh, repping for metal detectors. And uh, as you know, we had some shootings in Baton Rouge. Right. Uh, and uh, he called me up and said, "Hey, uh, would you like one of these? Uh, it, it it couldn't hurt, you know, to have mm-hmm. one." And uh, so I said, "Well, you know, it, it wouldn't be a bad idea." So uh, we put one in, uh, and, and it's not because of anything that happened here. Right. It's just uh, just one additional security measure for us. Yeah. So, and it's worked great since we've had it. Okay. Well, move into the room escapes? Yes, I'm done. <laughs> okay. No, no, those are some very good questions. I'd be glad you asked them. And so what I'll do is we'll stop here. And we will pick this up next week as we continue the conversation with Dwayne to discuss his foray into room escapes and what you guys may be thinking about it can expect as you jump into the business for yourself. So until next time, follow us on Twitter at Haunt Weekly, follow us at Facebook at Haunt Weekly, and we will continue the conversation with Dwayne next week.